0: Welcome to Heart Smart Conversations with me, Marja Louise, and my two great friends, Mari Mancetti and Lili Bendris. We are three spiritual women with a deep felt desire to help all people understand the transformational power of love and how to implement it into our lives for the better of all mankind. Changing the world starts with each and every one of us. And it starts with experiencing the love we all carry in our hearts. By tapping into this deep, unconditional love intelligence, we can transform our lives for the better. And today, we are going to focus on you, Lily, and your story of how you got here and what love and this transformational love uh, or this unconditional love intelligence has done for you.
1: Yes, yes, wow, where do one start? Yes. yes, every story has its beginning and its end. The end is not yet there. I um, I was born on a small island on the west coast of Norway. And I can remember being a little girl, not understanding why I was born in this very, very small place. Because in my head there were all the stories of remembrance of being around many people and I did not realize that uh, I actually remembered some past lives. So, well, I did the best I could. I was, uh, I think I was a very happy child, Uh, loving to perform. I was singing and uh, I talked with everybody. But there were times when I had this strange loneliness. That I was not where I should be, and that I was longing home, but I didn't understand or didn't know what was home. So it was a mixture of a very outward person and a very kind of sometimes melancholic person. But I had great parents, safe upbringing, and uh, I wanted most of all to go out into the world going away from home and live an exciting life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did not want to fall in love with the fishermen from uh, the, the village or the little city because then I was caught. Then I, I would be <laughs> in prison all my life. So a lot of falling in love, but uh, no, I moved on. I came to Oslo very young and... Uh, Very lonely to come to Oslo. How old were you? I was 18. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know anybody. And uh, then, of course, um, as the stories go, I met a guy and I fell in love. But this was a guy, he was French French Algerian and uh, he was beautiful and uh, romantic. Me was the prince. It was, I would go out into the world. Well, not exactly. (laughs) <laughs> As it happens, uh, you, um, the ordinary life starts, but we spent um, three, four years abroad, traveling from country to country. I had one child in Oslo, one child in Canada, Montreal, and I had one child in Paris. And we uh, earned money, and then we became very, very poor, lost everything, heading home to Oslo and started a restaurant. And we built ourselves up, being very successful. So from the outside, uh, everything looked great. But in within, mm. I was not happy. Mm. I was empty. Starting to think that um, there is something missing. Why am I here? Mm. Because I can, it, I was not suicidal, be, uh, have that clear. But I came to a kind of modus where I said, why, maybe I should go home. Maybe I shouldn't be here. Because if this is everything, I didn't find any meaning with it. Of course, I understand today, I was overworked and tired. So I had, um, I met the wall, going to the doctor, because I was tired all the time. And he said, well... There is a precancerous situation. And uh, I said, oh, that's why I'm tired. That's why I feel this way. Uh, Not really scared because it was very early in its stage. And uh, I, uh, but uh, I reflected that maybe I should change something in my life. Didn't know what to change. And
0: um, were you spiritual at this point? no. No,
1: no, I wasn't. I had an experience where I could have become very spiritual. I will tell you about that in a few sec. Because what happened was that as the universe came in and led me to certain people, I met this guy, an acupuncturist, that told me later on that the first time he saw me and I lay down and he... Felt my energy. He saw like some strange thing coming up from my body, like, like uh, smoke oh. over the area of the navel. And I said, this lady, she has a strong healing power, which is blocked in her. So I will try to open that channel.
2: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And that was a new start. But when you talk about if I was spiritual... I had a grandmother who was very psychic and believed in Jesus. Jesus was the main thing. And she had asthma, and she spent the last 10 years more or less in bed and was seeing things and talking to me about it. And for me, it was like very natural that there were something that I couldn't quite grasp. But I was very... (coughs) happy girl i loved dancing i loved to put on makeup and i was not interested to go in spiritual meetings went to church my parents was very liberated and i could do what i wanted wasn't forced to do anything but then i had this um, uh, this lady that said lily you have to come with me there is a spiritual meeting and uh, i said no 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 i'm not interested but after sometimes said okay 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 let me let me go let me do it so i remember i will never never forget at night um i came into this room with people sitting around praying and immediately i said oh uh, oh uh, uh, i don't want to be here i'm in the wrong place no 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 i don't belong here i i want i want out But I was sitting in the middle of a a (laughs) a road. I I could not escape. But then something strange was happening. I feel myself sitting there, just wanting to not be there at all. And then I start to feel like a deep grief. And I know it's not my grief, but it comes from deep, deep within. And it was so strong that I started to cry. And I cried more and more. I had no control. And I hear people around me starting to pray. And uh, I remember that the one thing that made me kind of stay in the room was that this young priest, type of priest. He was very, very beautiful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: so, at least <laughs> I could look at him. <laughs> and, but when this grief came, I, 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 I was just in my own center and I can see him in the corner of my eyes coming towards me. And then this amazing thing happens. He stands right in front of me and he put his hand on my left shoulder. And from his hand there comes a heat wave directly from his hand into my heart. And in seconds, my deep grief and crying is becoming laughter, joy, happiness. There is no way I can logically explain what happened. But I know that it is possible to move from one point to another in a second. Because what happened is that my channel opened and I got in direct contact with this immense power of love, which at that time for me was Jesus. And the preacher, he said, Thank you, Jesus, for opening her heart. And I remember the days... Weeks and months that followed. I was in love with Jesus. Mm. I was not afraid of anything. And it was a time of deep concern for people. Because it was the war in, you know, in the in the time where Cuba uh, was in the center of maybe being a, a new atomic war. And... Um, Everybody was afraid of this world war and atomic power and that we would die. And in me, I wasn't afraid at all. That did not scare me because I said, but then I will meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. It was such a deep love and there were no boundaries and there were no... Th- th- it was just love. And of course, it started to go bad. It started to go wrong for me because... The people in this congregation, they had very strict view of sin and hell. And if I went to dance in a Saturday night and, and doomsday came, I would go directly to hell. And for me, it, it gave no meaning. I said, mm. it has nothing to do with that. It, mm. it is love. Everything is love. Mm-hmm. I was 16 years old. And then I remember we came to confrontation, and I remember I exploded in a rage towards the people p- had put me in a certain situation. And I closed my heart. Mm-hmm. The wrong thing was I, clo- I should have closed my heart for the people mm-hmm. that I was uh, uh, angry at, but I closed my heart for this Jesus experience. And I was living my life like we all did, but this immense love was gone. Mm -hmm. And then again, the new was that
0: like a heartbreak. Sorry. Yeah, it was like a heartbreak.
1: And but you know, when you have a heartbreak, you are you are grieving the person. For example, Mm -hmm. you are losing. But with me, it was like a door was shut. Mm. I wasn't even grieving. Mm. It was like I become numb and became more of a robot. Happy, smiling, working, mm. doing all these things. Mm. Yeah. And then when I was sick and had the prospect of dying of cancer, um, it woke up again, this memory of what happened that time. Mm. So... This doctor started to give me treatment, acupuncture treatment. And it was one month, two months, three months. I was still empty. I didn't feel I was getting any better. And then uh, I told the guy that I will not come back. He never told me what he saw. I will not come back. I would not come back after the surgery. Look at me. And he said, okay, Lily. He went out of the room. Coming back with a needle in his hand, one needle. He used to put many, one needle in. And I said, Today, Lily, I'm going to put one needle right under your navel. And he did some strange thing with the needle. He said, This is a gold needle. He was breathing into the n- needle, he was taking it to the four corners and di- doing things that he normally did not do. He was more of a professor type, very medical. And then he. Uh, placed the needle, didn't feel anything, said goodbye, went down to the car. As I sat down in the car, it was like a burst of tears, just wow, opened. I was crying the whole night no- evening, called him the next morning, said, what have you done to me? I can't stop crying. And I said, <laughs> fine.
2: <laughs> and how old were you? Then I was 42.
1: One, 42. Yep. Yeah. And then... Uh, I was calling the hospital, and this is so interesting because if my surgery would not have been canceled, I would not have taken the steps I did because it was canceled. I called to the hospital. It's canceled. You have to wait three more months. Mm. And then I said, oh, it's going to spread. It's going to be too late. I'm going to die. And beside my telephone, there were some stack of brochures. And on top was one talking about self-development for people with cancer. I took that brochure and said, I have to call there. I have to do something. I called them, I said, when do you start your next workshop? We started half an hour ago. And this is why I say, it's no coincidence. It's like Mm. it was orchestrated. Mm. And I go there and the needle he had put under my navel, Was a needle that opened a gateway to heaven. Wow. From earth to heaven. And in this workshop, I started to open without being aware of what happened to me. Like the first day, we were meditating, going into a cave, going out to the woods, so and so, and then we were supposed to go up a mountain. And I could very in easily... In or
0: physically? I, no,
1: no. In, medita- in, in, in a guided meditation. Okay. So I was following the words and it was very easy to see the river, to see the cave and everything. In a moment, I'm standing in front of the mountain. The lady telling me, no, you have to climb up the mountain and somebody will stay there on top and give you a gift. When she said that, I could not any longer remember how I looked like. It was like I was just a thought, just like, this, uh, d- I, I was nothing. So very easy to climb up the mountain when you're nothing. Mm. <laughs> you're like a feather. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and then staying there on top of the mountain, in front of me, is Jesus. He has his hands open towards me. And I know he is supposed to give me a gift. And the hands are empty. I'm trying, I'm trying so hard to see what is in this, hands. it's empty. And I remember being kind of defeated, feeling that I had lost everything, my opportunity to have the gift, it, no, I couldn't see it. So I went down from the mountain in my imagination. And of course, with uh, this open heart that I had, I started crying and the whole group started crying and it was a big thing. Mm-hmm. But the days went on and strange thing when I close my eyes started to happen. I started to imagine, see things and it was very strange. But I had, I'd, I had never meditated and never done anything spiritual like that at all. So comes the last day. We're sitting in a circle. We are 13 women the leader of the group, Kaya, she comes in and she said, today we are going to say goodbye. And I have a stone here, a holy stone given to me of a North American shaman. And um, I will give the stone to each and one of you. And it will help you to find the words from your heart to tell how do you feel it now. Mm. And again something start to happen to my body. It's like an electric current that kind of grip my chest. I feel constricted. I want to cry. I know I cannot cry. Don't make a scene. It's the end of the workshop. Pull yourself together, Lily. And I am given the stone. It's chaos in my head. I cannot say anything. There are no words. And um, I say, can I give the stone to the next person? Kaya said, yes, do that. And then I'm sitting, trying to breathe, pull myself together. But this electrical current grows stronger, grows stronger. And uh, Kaya said, Lily, let go. Breathe. Let go of control. The next thing I remember is that I'm sitting on a chair in this room, but another part of me is flying out finding myself in a desert, desert landscape. In front of me, this old man sits. You have one feather hanging down, a little long hair, not, not proud like uh, uh, with feather. This is an old sage. It's an old man. And he is smoking his pipe. In front of him is uh, fire. And from the fire, there are smoke, rings of smoke going up, up, up to blue, blue, blue heaven. It's silent. There are no sound. It's just the uh, images f- floating. I'm standing there in front of him. There is also a little boy cle- dressed in white. And he is throwing these small like, balls up. And they start to go in circles. Everything is going in circles. White eagle on the the blue sky also flying in circles and then without words he's calling me say I've been waiting for you come nearer and I go towards him and he open his hands like the man on the mountain this man is not Jesus and um, as I open my hands also moving towards him when our fingertips almost meet, it's like a lightning striking me, going through my head, down through my feet, up again through my chest, and out into the palm of my hands. It is so physically painful that I come back to reality, looking at my hands, screaming, my hands, my hands, they're burning, they're burning. And... I said to Kaya, what have you done with my hands? Because she was holding one of my hands. And she said, no, I didn't do anything, Lily. It's you. And in that moment, the love flows open again. And I know why I'm incarnated. I know what I have to do. I know that this power that was locked in me is now open again. And I know also that every human being has access to this power. And um, I remember that every every little piece of puzzle fall into its place. I couldn't understand it in a way, but in a funny way, I understood everything. But so it started from there.
0: Then I get very intrigued. What is your purpose for being here? To heal people. To let them understand that I have
1: the power and the ability to reach that part of you divine that is a gift that we are born with. It's our birthright. And to spread that message and to use the energy laying on hands or the energy comes through words. It comes through everything. Mm -hmm. It comes through the voice of somebody singing. It Mm -hmm. comes through an artist that makes a painting. It is there and how we use it is very individual. Mm-hmm. So that was my life purpose. That me, led me to the work first as a healer and then as words starting to flow through my mind, a channeler. And then having this beautiful old sage being walking side by side in my, in my I- imagination, I can call it that. And he, I wrote the most beautiful poem, or he wrote them, I was just like the transmitter.
0: Is it your imagination,
1: though? <laughs> well, what is imagination? Yeah. yeah. What is, what is, it? is mm-hmm. what is it? I think there, there, it can be imagination. If you don't have imagination, I think you are quite blocked. Mm-hmm. I think that is the first key to mm-hmm. dare to think out of the box, and uh, and then. After a few years working as a channeler and having all those beautiful messages, also giving channeling to people, starting with workshop, then TV calls me. If I want to be a psychic in a television program, the power of the um, power of the spirit. No, so, uh, no. First came feeling for murder that we should go into unsolved murder cases and use our ability to see to find out what happened. So I did that for three years. Quite scary. And uh, then uh, it uh, was- Why was it scary? Because I felt how it was to be killed. I felt also the mind of the murderer. And that was the most scary thing. And the murderer was not dead. But I went into the scene of the murder and I felt the emotion of both the victim and the victimizer. Wow. wow. And that... That's w- intense. Yeah, I, I, I was sick very often after yeah. I had this. I can't do this anymore. And uh, kids that are murdered, you know, I felt, oh, no, oh, no, no. Terrible. Yeah. So so then it was something lighter. <laughs> it yeah. was uh, The Power of the Spirit mm-hmm. that went on for TV for 17 years, yeah. Norwegian TV, and became uh, one of the most seen shows.
2: Absolutely, and people miss it uh, still.
1: Miss it still. And it was not made scary, scary. No. It was like made like storytelling. It was made like storytelling. Mm. And, um, and so it was so interesting. And for me, it proved beyond a doubt that there are no debt that, that mm. we are still communicating with other mm. side mm. uh, proof after proof after proof uh, so um, so that was a very interesting in the beginning I thought oh, ghost come on, come on mm. spirit uh, shall I do this and I said yes because it is a platform and from that platform many people will know y- who you are and then maybe you can start your real mission and yeah. here we are. Uh, here we are. Yeah.
2: And you are quite famous for this uh, television show. Yeah, so and that is a platform. you do, because you were the first first lady, I think that was um, uh, official uh, spiritual yeah. in Norway. Yeah. And that must be a challenge also to stand in that, because it must be a lot of criticism.
1: But you know, I didn't care. You didn't care. That's good. I didn't care because I, I know that I was not lying. I know that this was not a swindle thing mm. and I could look myself in the mirror and say, This is real. Yeah, and you so it n- didn't knew it from the
2: bottom of your heart. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's so um empowering. Um but also it must be so like when you first got the message what you're supposed to do Mm. and then to like really embrace it and know that this is what i'm doing and then just to go all in because then you know that that's what you're here for yeah i think there's so many people including myself that has yes i know but i don't know kind of thing yeah uh it's it's not as clear as how you got it you know yeah Uh, and that that um Many people are searching for the answer why am I here what am I doing mm. here uh, what is my purpose trying to live this life the best they can but like feeling they are losing out of their mm. purpose because they don't know what it is Yes
1: yes that that's true I think it was a luck that I opened the way I opened because I d- there was no doubt it was just it took me over Th- so it was nothing logically no, if I had started slowly, maybe i have been kind of insecure. Uh, but but also, I felt that when you do what you're supposed to do, yes. the yeah. universe come in and they guide you. They yes. let you meet the person. Yes. I never knocked on any doors. Mm-hmm. People called me, mm. and it led me into a new direction, uh, at, uh, another TV show or uh, workshops or people that I've worked with for many years. So it was like, it was <laughs> very effortless for me. It was no hard work. Mm. It, it was like it come to me. And I think that, yeah, you can have struggle because that is maybe part of what you wanted when you went into an incarnation. I want to do this, but I also want to feel how it is to struggle with it. And it was like, me. I had so many lives Mm. Uh, mm. I was a shaman and I was this and I was that. So this time I said if I'm going to do something <laughs> I please I cannot study I cannot be learn clear. <laughs> be very clear. I don't want to n- learn anything. It must come directly into my head. Mm. And it did. Yeah, yeah. It did. yeah. I don't use card. I don't use uh, crystal ball. I don't use anything. No. It's just words coming in.
0: Yeah, But I think it's so inspiring as well that when you found out what that was that you were supposed to do. That you just stuck with it and you yeah. did it one hundred percent and you did it every day you just do your mission mm. and that's so inspiring to be around. I totally agree. Yeah, and and you
1: know it. I remember that I was uh, I had just started the company and I was the, lead, the daily leader of the company and I was there for like seven years, and when this happened and TV called me and uh, it became more and more that I. I have to quit my job. I have Mm. to, I I cannot do that anymore. Mm. So I went out of the company to do this. I left my own company to go out and do this. Wow. So, and that was such a strong voice. Yeah. And uh, I remember I was sitting asking this Wounded Eagle was the name of this old, old sage. Was
0: it like a Native American? Yes, Native American. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And then I was sitting there meditating one day and um, and then uh, I was in a flower company at the time and he said, You know, Lily, that you will speak and in your spare time you can weave the basket. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the message then the <laughs> I, I asked he also came with oh. this uh, nice, nice thing. Very simple words and very clear. Yeah, that was I. I had to let the other thing go. I could have it as a hobby, but uh, this was my life. This was v- what I came to do. I'm 77. Yeah, you are. And I don't think uh, I think about w- nobody. Nobody
2: believes <laughs> that, but you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your birth certificate said so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think it's also uh, very inspiring to see how you um, help young people today because you're a big star among the young people. Yeah. Matt and I, we, we laugh a little bit when we walk be- behind you because you are like, oh, Lily, Lily, the big star. Uh, yeah. and, and, and I yeah. think it's uh, so nice that grown-up women can be a leading star for the younger coming Mm -hmm. after us. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it it is a strange thing that happened that 11-year, 12-year, they were looking at this program. But we are in a Harry Potter time. Yeah. So they are very open for what I represented. Mm -hmm. So I became kind of a Harry Potter mama. That was <laughs> a, yeah. In yeah. a way, it yeah, was like that because good, uh, I was cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you are. I I I dressed like uh, normal yeah. people.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that's amazing too. You're like love. Dressing up, you have hats, you have yeah. high-heeled shoes, you have the most amazing, uh, yeah. you know, outfits, outfits and yeah. fashionista. Yeah. You're at all the best parties in Norway and abroad, by the way, and like you have this like very um, amazing uh, uh, high-class life kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and and that is, is so interesting because I. I went out, and I believe when I was 16, because I say, if you do this, you come to hell. Mm. If you wear <laughs> yes. false eyelashes, and we know, just have uh, to
0: explain <laughs> because, like, on the west coast and also yeah. on the south in Norway, yeah, uh, it's yeah, you can be very explain. strict, yeah,
1: very strict mm. with behavior, and you cannot do this, and you strict rules. And for me, that was so. I'm kind of saying no, there are no rules. What is the rule? The on one and only rules, be kind, be loving as much as you can, do your best, and, and that is spirituality. Don't talk down on others, don't judge, don't... Also, that that is, for me, that is so simple. It mm. is so simple, because everything comes from the heart. And that's why we are sitting here also, yeah. we, we all three know that. Mm. and uh, other may disagree that you cannot do this that but that's their problem mm. it's not mine
0: yeah and you do have false lashes
1: I have, <laughs> have that false <laughs> lashes <laughs> I have colored hair I have Botox. Uh, and I say, why not Botox? It's just a bit of skin. I'm 77. I'm allowed. Yes, yeah, exactly. Of course. And I
0: think that's so... Fr- what I, Why I'm asking that is because it's so freeing. Because it's like... Because yeah. many people have this uh, thing when you're spiritual. Yeah. You have yes. to be in this way. Yeah, and when yeah. you're Christian, you have to be in this way. Yes. You have to make and a whole you're episode a about you're, that. You have to be like this. Yeah. And yeah. when you are... A, when, yes, we have to make it an episode. Because that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of... Uh, but it's so... Inter- I love that you have like... You create your own rules because you are you. And I think that is um, such an amazing way of looking at it and being just being you. You can criticize that. There's nobody else than you. Yeah. So nobody can be like you and uh, everybody can be who they are and stand up for who they are in whatever way they want. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I find that you represent that. And (laughs) that's really cool. That's yeah, an inspiration. It, yeah. yeah,
1: because I was so, I, I'm I'm a daughter of two tailors, yeah. growing up in a factory. Yeah. so I I designed my clothes when I was seven. Uh, so so I remember when I suddenly then became very spiritual and it was New Age and it was so and so and and I said to my that do I have to change my my dress? And they said no, no. You then you're not be you exactly who you are. Mm.
0: And I mean, it's great for the people who love that kind of style, but yeah. you also have to accept the ones who don't. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. they have if to be
2: them, and uh, yeah. we have to be us, and yeah. you have to be you. So it's yeah, that is the, the same sepa- uh,
1: separation thing. Yeah, that is separation. Allow people to be who they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. We we all try to be the best uh, version, version of yeah. ourselves. Our our yeah. uh, absolutely, but um, yeah, if yeah. it
2: makes you happy. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. If you're true to yourself, you can never be better. No. Never no. Be better. No. It's,
1: it's the best. Yeah, so here we are sitting, the yeah. three of us, with each our story, yeah. different story. And in the same time, that is so interesting that we have so different stories mm-hmm. and yeah. we still can come together, work together. Mm. And see connect uh, their systems in in
0: a way. Mm. Yeah. And also Mm. we are very much alike. Yeah, Yeah. very much alike. And that's also even though we have like been brought up in completely different ways, in completely different areas. Um it's it's uh you still have that link through spirit in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And and also the um same experiences. With spirit and our, yeah. and also with the l- unconditional love and mm. our love power, mm. you know. Yeah. yeah. And don't you think it is
2: like that for us humans, that we are more connected than we think, and we are yeah. more like than yes. we think. When when I sit and make readings for people all over the world, yeah, people have the same problems all over the world. Yeah, yeah. it is the same things they are coming to me mm. to ask about help. Yeah. So it's we are we are so much more connected than we think. We Mm. think I'm separate and you are separate, but it's the same. Even if we are brought up completely different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if we are rich, if we are poor, whatever, everybody wants to be seen. Yes. Yes. And that is such a big thing. You are yearning to be seen because you are separate from the source that Mm. see all and that embrace you with all that you are. And when we hear about near-death experiences, people that have gone to the other side, and I remember one one guy that I know that had those experiences, and he said, I came to the other side, and what I was most shameful of being, have done in my life, they loved me even more for that. That is such a strong sentence. Yeah. So uh, you can judge yourself when you go through your life mm. but you meet this unconditional love mm. that sees your soul and understood that it was it is not easy to live on this planet
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is not easy it's a challenge yeah. and we truly we truly need to be embraced and to be loved and to be seen
0: yeah. and to spread that love to others too yeah. in the yeah. same way
1: yes
2: Uh, And then I wonder, do you have any um, practices you do that you can share with the listeners uh, that can help them to be more themselves or to feel the love that's around them?
1: You know, the simplest thing can be very efficient. When you take the train to the city, look at the people around you and... um, smile to the one that are not uh, buried in their mobile phone <laughs> smile and you will see that there are people smiling back yeah. and in norway we are we hold back very much our feelings mm-hmm. it's so different when you come to italy mm-hmm. uh, mm. for example where <laughs> you live mari so an exercise that uh, in d- it can be on the bus on the train uh, you go do shopping maybe say hi
2: yeah, are
1: and you fine today?
0: Yeah. yeah, that's really f- funny actually because yeah. uh, uh, Dirk, my fiance, he goes around Oslo saying hi to everybody, <laughs> oh. yeah. and in Oslo we don't do that now yeah. because he's no. American, right? Yeah. yeah, and America say hi, how are you to everybody, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. in Oslo you don't <laughs> at all. No. no, so people think he's completely mad just yeah. saying hi, yeah. but yeah. then when you come out and you're yeah. on a walk, for example, yeah. in the yeah. woods. I was like, you have to say hi. Yeah. Why are you not saying hi? He's yeah. like, why am I supposed to say hi now yeah. when we're in the middle of nowhere? Why? Why?" It, yeah. it, 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 yeah. they, it, and so it's so true. Mm. Say hi to yeah. people around you and smile, smile. and yeah. see what happens. Yes. Yeah. yes. And actually, yes. I
2: also heard that from uh, Italian um, shops. When, when you go into a shop in Italy, they always say buongiorno. Yeah. Yeah and uh, the tourists uh, very often don't answer so they yeah. th- think we are quite impolite unpo- yes yes uh, so we, that's also something to respect the people who work in that shop and say hello or good day yes uh, yeah and i think it's really nice and also say goodbye when you leave the shop
1: yes yes now let's let's put it out there yeah. to to you the our listeners yeah and uh just tell us mm. go into the yeah,
0: heart smart convos on Instagram and yes. tell us how it goes. Next week, we actually have a guest coming for the first time to our podcast and to find out who it is, go into Heart Smart convos and uh, say hi to the people around you next week. See you soon. Mm. bye bye <coughs> Smart Conversations.